This is To Live As Christ Podcast. Hit us up on social media. Yeah, riding around with that shiny Mac. I prayed up, got plenty of tracks. I read the facts, write the facts, hit the booth, put it on that wax. Explicit truth, not watered down. Talking about that full strength. Ocean full of that living water. Man, I'm talking that full drink. Prayer. <laughs> we're, we're back. Sorry, I was just throwing a curveball. Uh, that's, 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 very, that's, very confused. I, everybody just looked at me like, what's going on? I didn't, we didn't talk about this. Am I supposed to say something? And before this, he was like, I gotta think of a way to shark this. Yeah. And he's like, prayer. <laughs> I was very confused on what to say. So, um, we're back. Uh, David here with... Dr. T. Dalton. Nathan. That's right. We've added people. Three people. Wait. Dalton. Oh, okay. Two people. Two. Yep. Okay. Yep. We're not good at math either. Um, <laughs> so, My braids uh, aren't that big. So yeah. So as you caught at the first of this episode, our topic today is prayer. Um. So that's something that uh, hopefully you're familiar with if you're a Christian listening to this. Um, if you're not, then you should probably start praying right now. Um, no. <laughs> so, prayer. What do we mean by prayer? Prayer is, is basically we mean communication with God, talking to God. Um, we'll, what we want to talk about is uh, like how I've strategically placed myself where I can't read the board. Um, so, we want to talk about prayer why and how are the two answers why do we pray and how how do we pray what does that look like what are some ways and some samples and some ideas yep so but <laughs> um so first of all prayer why do we pray um why do you pray dr t because uh you need to take the shower <laughs> <laughs> yep, he wasn't expecting that. Um, so I've got we've got three reasons here that we want to talk about that we want to discuss for why do we pray. The, the first reason that we pray is out out of duty. Um, that's a funny word. Um, so duty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he thinks that's very funny. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. I'm sorry. We're we're gonna get on track now, guys. So we apologize. We're just we're, we're having a lot of fun in here. Um, we pray because we're commanded to pray. We pray because the Bible commands us. Because God commands us through the Bible to pray. We see this in a in a few different, um, many different places in Scripture. Uh, f- first one Dalton's gonna read is Romans 12, verse 12. All right. Rejoicing in hope. Per. per persevering is that what that word is yeah persevering persevering in tribulation devoted to prayer you read that word perfectly the times you read the verse before we were recording really yeah (laughs) persevering yeah persevering 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 you said it better than me persevering (laughs) so we see there um paul is is telling them to pray devoted to prayer um we also see this in philippians Four, Philippians 4, um, verse 6, 
is where we're going to see another command to pray also from the Apostle Paul. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Yeah. So, in everything by prayer and supplication. Um, so, that's how you, Paul is commanding them to let everything be known to God. God, I th- we believe, we all believe God already knows everything, right? I think we can all agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We, um, so, but yet, as Christians, we're called to pray and to let him know. It's not, we're not, the purpose of prayer is not to inform God on something. He already knows everything. Um, prayer is, it's good for us, <laughs> is, is prayer. That's why we let these things be known to God. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So we're commanded to pray. So that's why we pray. And, and that's, that's enough right there. The Bible commands us to, to do something. We do it. But there are some other reasons we pray also. Um, we pray. It, it's a privilege. We pray because it's a privilege. Because the God that created the universe, we can talk to him. And through also the God that saved us, the God that sent his son to die on the cross for us sinners, we can have conversation with him. We can speak to him. The God that powerful, that gracious, that loving. Um, he didn't just, we, we, we're not deists. We don't believe that God just created everything and then just sent us down here and said, y'all figure it out. We can have communication with this God, with this sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing God. And that's good, and that's good for us. It's good for us to pray. It's good for us to talk to Him. It's good for us to know Him. It's good for us to have a conversation with Him. How can you say you love someone, but never talk to them? Like, how can how can I say... For example, like I couldn't really say that I love my wife if everything I know about my wife I hear from other people. No, like I, I know her. I, I, I've talked with her. I've spent most of my life talking to her. Like I've spent hours and hours and hours getting to know her and knowing what she likes and knowing what, I mean, that's how we are with God. And yet so many of us claim to love God, but we don't talk to him. It's not on our radar. It's not important to us. Prayer is, is a privilege. Um, we see that in Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. Yep. So, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see that, like, prayer, the reason we can pray is because of Jesus, because of what he did, because of his justification, because our justification by faith, because he justified us, we now can talk through our mediator to God. We know, And this is, this is a big thing that separates us, um, us Protestants, us Evangelicals, from the Catholic Church. This was a, a big issue that the Reformers had with the Catholic Church, was that Catholic Church 
doctrine typically says you need someone to go between you and God, whether that be a priest often, so you go and you confess your sins to the priest and the priest talks to God, or it be a saint. So I pray to Mary. I pray to the Virgin Mary hoping that she will talk to God. But we believe we have direct access to God. We believe in the priesthood of all believers that we have direct access to God. We don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go tell your pastor what you want God to know and hope he te- he gets it all right. You can talk to God right now. You can pause this podcast and have a conversation with God. And that's awesome. That's a privilege. That is a grace. That is something that we don't deserve. And that is fruit from what Jesus did on the cross, the fact that we are able to converse with God. So we see it as a duty. We see it as a privilege. We also see it as a means. Um, Prayer accomplishes things. We pray because God works through prayer. Um, We see this in uh, James 5, 13 through 18. Um, I'll read it. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. We'll stop right there. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to talk about, as an example, Elijah praying. And when it hadn't rained in a really long time, and Elijah prays, and it rains. So that's... That's a good example of prayer working. So we believe that God is sovereign. We believe that God is all-powerful. We believe that God is in control of all things, and even to the extent that God has all things planned out, is working things for His glory, and, and that's His will. So if you believe that, the question I've heard and the question that's been asked me is if you believe God is sovereign, then why do you pray? Because it seems like if God's already got things planned out, then what's the point of praying? Because it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. Um, however, in his sovereignty, and this is this is somewhat of a mystery, but in his sovereignty, God has planned for prayers to be effective. Um, God has planned to work his will through the through the prayers of his people. Just like in his sovereignty, God has planned to, even though he has things planned out, even though he's the one that saves people, he has planned to save people through the preaching and telling of his word and his gospel through his people. That's part of God's sovereignty. It fits perfectly in to God's plan. So did God, if you pray and something happens, did God plan that? Absolutely, but also as a part of his plan, he planned for you to pray that that might happen that would affect him doing it. So <laughs> pray. Prayer works. We see in that those verses in James, you know, prayer works. Pray for people that are sick. Pray for people that are hurting. Pray for things. Pray for small things, large things. 
pray, pray for it. Um, you know, I, w- I would say that I've, I've heard, I've heard it, you know, again, I've been asked why I pray if God's sovereign. Um, I would say we pray because God is sovereign. We s- pray that people be healed or that people be saved because God can actually heal people and actually save people because he's sovereign, because he's in control. Someone's salvation isn't reliant on their choice or their decision or them doing anything, but God can actually save people. And so that's what we pray for. You know, the, the people, the, the worst of the worst, God has made, you know, throughout history, he has saved those people. Paul, who we've read a lot of his, you know, his words today, that's a great example of God saving the worst of the worst. Um, so we pray because it works. So, how do we pray? With supplication. <laughs> supplication, <laughs> yes. Yes, we pray with supplication. What was the definition for supplication again, Dr. T? Um... Filibuster, filibuster. The action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. Yep. So supplication is asking, is exactly what we're talking about, is what we just read in, in that those verses in James. You know, that's, that's supplication, is asking of God. And, again, it, it works. Does it always work? Does God always give us exactly what we ask for? No, absolutely not. Um, but... But he does, and he has, not always, but there there have been times where people have prayed for someone to be healed and God has healed them. I mean, we, we see it throughout the biblical narrative that God works through the prayers of his people. Um, not just Elijah, but we see it throughout history, throughout the Bible. God works through the prayers of his people. So, how do we pray? Um... I don't know if anyone looked this up, but we see in the the Lord the we see in sorry in Luke chapter eleven verses one through four we see the Lord's prayer there. Thank you for pulling that up. You're a lot faster. You're a lot better at Bible drills. Y'all remember Bible drills? Did y'all ever do Bible I do, drills? Yes. I didn't. Oh, well, I'm doing it, and I still I never suck. was great then, but I got better at it. Yeah. I time, really so. suck. Ba- Bible... <laughs> I still suck. Ba- Bible drills, though, it's like we've got it on our phone. Like, oh, we've got, like, they should do Bible drills now. It's but like three have... taps, and you're yeah, there. Yeah, everybody should have a phone instead of well, an he doesn't, Bible. Well, he like, doesn't just... put in his password. Yeah. <laughs> or he doesn't just, ask just, just pull out your phone and see who can look it up the first. I don't yeah. have a phone. You know, that's a very, that's a very <laughs> American thing. It's like, all right, how can we make... Bible competitive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I could get my, I could bring over my iPad and download an app. All right, um, Luke 11, starting verse one. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples." And he said to them, "When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come." Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sinners, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. 
That's from the NASB version. Um, somehow, over the years, that has become the prayer that you say after football games, and I, I don't know. But what Jesus is doing there is he's kind of just giving a not. He's not saying, "Hey, say these exact words every time." He's kind of giving a guideline, like here's here's how to pray. Like the first thing, recognize the holiness of of God. I mean, he just kind of gives just some things to that are good to pray and just kind of like like a, a simple easy guideline there so what does prayer really what does it look like we see kind of two two versions or two kinds of prayers that you should be as a Christian participating in regularly for your spiritual health the first one is personal prayer um, this should happen on a daily or multiple times a day basis and I can say that confidently that you should be someone you claim to love and your life to be built around you should be talking to them regularly throughout the day um, so that's what we mean we mean personal prayer is it's just you and God having a conversation conversation Conversation. It's the new word, guys. Conversation. You're conversation You're sounding like me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's important. Also, what's important is to not just pray between you and God, but also pray with other believers. And guys, that's so that's so good. It's so good to pray with other people. It's so good to hear other people's heart. In, in prayer it's so good to hear other people pray it's I mean it's just it's good it's good to as a group see how God has answered prayers um, I, I I helped start a church along with uh, Dr. T's father and uh, we would just yeah. the, the, this group of families I mean we can give you so many examples of just times that we prayed together and God answered it and now we can all talk about and say Look what God did. Look what he did. Look at how we prayed. Look at how we prayed for a building to meet in and needed three days to find that building. And somehow, some way, God supplied a building that went above and beyond the needs that we had. I mean, that's that's happened multiple times. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's cool to, as a group, you know, talk about ways God's answered prayers that you prayed together. Um, it's it's very important to pray corporately um i know probably most of us don't like praying corporately <laughs> or in public or uh, that's always that's always fun so get a good prayer to, no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> i'm not saying everybody you need to go to church sunday and stand up and pray in front of your whole church that's not what i'm saying it's also good to hear prayers corporately um, because when you're in a group and one person is praying, one person, why am I bad with my conversation? Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my words. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? While one person's praying, he's praying, representing the whole group, and that's good just to be a part of that. Um, it's also good, you know, we've had episodes on community and the importance of biblical community and being in community. It's good to pray as a community, to pray as a group of three to 10 to 15 to just pray as a group. Um, it's good for those people to know you well enough to know how to pray for you. It's good to have people pray for you. Those things are good. So, R.C. Sproul 
gave us in, in uh, one of the books of his I was reading, he, he gave us kind of a cool little acronym for how to pray and just something to think through as you're praying. And it's and I've heard this elsewhere, but I specifically got this for this podcast from Marcy Sproul. But it's it's Acts. Um, the A stands for adoration, and you kind of see this in in the Lord's Prayer too that we read. But adoration, then confession, then thanksgiving, then supplication. Um, what does supplication mean again, Doctor T? The action of asking or begging for something earliestly, earliestly, and earnestly. or hum, uh, earnestly or humbly. Or you can just say it like I say things: earnestly. Okay, earnestly. <laughs> yes, that's easy. Humbling. <laughs> Humbling. <laughs> um, but so it's important. It's important to pray. It's important to pray on a daily basis. Robert Murray McShane said, and he's talking here about the. It was important for him to the first thing he did every day before he did anything else was pray, was talk to God, and I believe that's a good. That's a good thing to, to hold to. He said, I ought to pray before seeing anyone. Often when I sleep long or meet with others early, it is 11 or 12 o'clock before I begin secret prayer. This is a wretched system. It is unscriptural. Christ arose before day and went into a solitary place. David says, Early will I seek thee. Thou shalt early hear my voice. Family prayer loses much of its power and sweetness, and I can do no good to those who come to seek from me. The conscience feels guilty, the soul unfed, the lamp not trimmed. Then when in secret prayer the soul is often out of tune, I feel it is far better to begin with God, to see his face first, to get my soul near him before it is near another. I think that's good. That's that's good. So, um, pray... We will end this this episode with just a we are supplicating you. Is that is that I don't think I use that Maybe. right. Maybe. I don't know. We're asking you, begging you to pray. Yeah, that's um, better. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> we know we probably all everyone who's listening to this, everyone in this room, you know that's a believer is like you know kind of what, what McShane was talking about there, like when you haven't prayed, you can feel it. Like it feels like, I think he said, out of tune. Like you feel like out of tune. and Far away yeah, from the Lord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you can feel it when you're not praying, when you're not regularly praying. So you should make that a everyday practice. Um, yeah, I had a Spurgeon quote. I'm not going to read the quote. Because it went with a point that we passed over, and so it would be out of. I have a question. Here. Okay. How do you think, like, when you're praying and you lose motivation because that prayer hasn't been answered as soon as you wanted it to, or it just hasn't been answered at all? You know, because I know we're commanded to pray, but sometimes people will lose motivation or want, or sometimes they think a need to keep praying after they haven't seen a response. Yeah, like say. Like just for example, like say you're praying for somebody that's sick and they've been sick for years now and they're not, that's, that's good. Um, I think that that's where probably the other two pillars of your Christian walk come into play to help encourage you in that area, which would be studying your Bible. I think you see 
throughout the Bible you see people that spent years and years and years praying. You see prophets that prayed for the nation of Israel or the nation of Judah to turn away from their wicked ways and prayed that for 40 or 50 years and it never happened. Yeah. You see that. Um, you see also like you see that throughout scripture. Um, the other pillar would be community. Um, that's where you can be encouraged to, hey, like you, God is saying no or he's saying not yet, but God is still good and we should still, as children, we still ask him and hope and expect and trust and trust that whatever the outcome may be, whatever we're praying for, whether we think we have a, a good idea of what will bring God the most glory, but we can trust in the fact that ultimately what he does in that situation will be for his glory and we can find hope and faith in that so i think those those two things you need all three of those things in your your christian walk you need community you need to be in god's word and you need to pray and have communication and converse with god i think you need to pray and not be selfish but more humble and like pray with faith and not just i want this or I wish this would happen, but more like humble and trusting in God as you're praying. Yeah, and your your desire should be to get to a place where you do you do pray and you ask for things and you um, you desire things and you pray for those, but you're in a place where, like we just talked about, where you do trust God and His sovereignty and that the outcome will be for God's glory, and you're okay with that. And you desire, yes, I want this thing. Yes, I want this person to be healed. Yes, I want to see this happen in my life. Yes, I want to, you know, do this or I want to see this. But ultimately, more important than those things that I want is, God, I want you to be glorified. And I trust that you're sovereign and whatever comes out of this will be for your glory. That's why I like to end my prayers with, you know, I pray all these things in your will or for your glory, you yeah. know, just to remind myself that it's for him in yeah. the end. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, if you listen to this, uh, pray. You can always pray more than you are, I promise. But we'll catch y'all next time. There's the exit to leave here and we all go through it You think I'm ready, you got that right, I look forward to it You say I'm crazy for Jesus, that boy's done went insane But I wrote with Paul to live as Christ and to die as game The man, the woman, who will set their one goal to commune with God and to be with Him Everything else will fall in place, absolutely everything else will fall in place